Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, Hour 2. Coach Mack is going to join us, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. He's in Mobile at the Pro Bowl. We can ask him what he's like that he's seen so far. They're measuring guys, so they're tweeting out everybody's measurables today. So you, you find out how tall and how much everybody actually oh, weighs. That was such a disaster for me. You said it's kind of weird because what is it? The combine. Blaine was in the combine and was at the Senior Bowl and played in the Blue Gray game. And you said at the combine, the way they measure you, you kind of you were like almost leaning back, right? It was weird. Yeah, we were leaning back. You're you're like a half inch off the wall. They don't want your heels touching the wall. They may do it differently now, but yeah. So I'm like, well, if I lean back, I'm naturally going to be shorter. If I'm not on the wall, so yeah, they uh, barely. I don't even think I was five nine. (laughs) then <laughs> <laughs> they said i was five eight and three quarters i can't even remember now i was so perturbed i was like hey, i just did that because i went to ball state how long, <laughs> how long were your arms because we're, oh, we're, we're how long your arms are season right i don't remember that part of it i don't remember i remember doing it but i don't remember what my number was i, I have pretty long arms considering my height so yeah i, I my, that was never uh a, a big issue for me you know who had the most body inappropriate arms i've ever seen they had some guy that looked like he was seven feet and a half already. Some guy at the see or uh, yeah, see your bow. I don't know who you talking about. Tony Delk, the basketball player. Oh yeah, he's got some long arms. That dude was armed and dangerous. He had a, his arms because he was only like six three, six two ish, right? He had the arms of like a seven foot tall yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Man, he hey, that oh, is a huge advantage. He was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Tony Delk, uh, Brownsville, Tennessee's great, on Tony great, Delk. Yeah, great yeah, shooter. He was, though, boy. He he was, was a good out. player. He knew how to mm-hmm. use those long arms. So we did what caught your attention to end the last hour. A bunch of people weighing in on stuff on the Zone TV hey, channel. My, my computer's out, so I can't see anything this whole entire show. Ooh. Yeah, um, I'm a little a little disappointed. I, it's, it's entertaining on there. I get to miss out on all that. Well, like turn it off and on. That's how I fix things. Well, it went off on its own. I don't know. Robert, oh, did it didn't come back it. on? He, I'm not the techie guy, so. Robert's under 30, I think. He couldn't fix it? No. That's no, disappointing. It just, it just went out. Uh, Stetson Bennett says Emmett caught his attention, especially after Blaine's antidote about trying to stay clean prior to the combine. Bennett oh. turned down the invitation to the senior bowl, too. I don't know. I'm trying had to an interesting out what, week. Was, what was that all about? Why did he turn that down? I am thoroughly disappointed that that happened to me in Dallas uh, when he got arrested for, uh, dang, man. I, I'm just a fan of his, and I want him to give him the best shot. I don't even know if it really hurts him because the NFL is already about these measurables. And, he, I don't, you know, if he was 6'3 or 2 or even 6'2, he would he'd be first-round pick. He's got all the moxie, all the intangibles, got the, you know, awards. National championships, uh, played in big games, so he's he's clutch. So, yeah, I still consider him a middle round guy. You know, if, if he's available and he's still there at, at the uh, let's say seventh round somewhere in the Titans pick, I know they don't need a quarterback probably. Well, not at that level as a backup, but I, I would take a flyer on him. I just think he's got something special to him, and I'm not to say he's going to be a starter or anything like that, but I, I think he brings an air of confidence. Just imagine this now: he went to Georgia because he's a hometown guy. Mm-hmm. went there. They told him he would never play here. He went to junior college, did well there, could have probably went other places, came back to Georgia and told him, 
They told him, you're still going to be third string. He said, no, I'm a starter. Told Dr. Kirby Smart right in his face. Nope, I'm a starter. You guys were wrong. And waited behind other guys and then got a shot and then performed. Man, that kind of persistence and belief in yourself is invaluable. And that doesn't mean he's going to be a successful NFL quarterback. But I daggone sure well believe I bet he can be a backup in this league. And then if he got a shot in the game, he would probably perform something like Brock Purdy, depending on what's around him. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I just think he has something to him. You know, it's kind of like uh, Duck Flutie. And I and I know that goes way back. He was 84. But Duck Flutie, everybody, he's too small. He's too small. And he, he was small. But he brought problems in games from CFL to NFL and dominated. And you go look at his numbers now, you'd be like, man, dang, that guy was a really good player. And started for some years, whether he was with the Chargers, the Bills, or whoever he was with. CFL, championship, great cups. I mean, so, you know, something about when you're a winner, there's that stigma is with you, and it's because of you. And so I just think he's got a little bit of it in him that makes him who he is. And so that's for me, that's valuable. You know, to the scouts, they're looking at the measurables. I mean, just think about this now. Will Levis, who's a solid athlete, make all the measurables, could probably make all the throws. But to me, I go and say, but why did he keep throwing interceptions? Mm-hmm. And why do you think we can change it? Was it his coaching? Was it some of it him? Was it wide receivers? Was it protection? You got to break it all down because you say, well, the year before he was pretty good. Well, why didn't he start elevating? And did he elevate his team? Did he elevate his team? That's what quarterbacks have success. I don't care what round you went in. If you elevated your team, then it's worthy. You didn't. Then sometimes it just doesn't work out. Not all the time. But sometimes, depending on how much work he's going to put in. I don't know nothing about, like, Josh Allen was a big arm thrower. And they mm-hmm. said he, you know, he was inaccurate. They said they blamed the receivers. He was only 57, 58% completion percentage. Right? He get into the league. That kind of continued. And then all of a sudden, he started being more accurate. Right? He, he's, that shows he's working on his craft. Yeah. You don't have to go to class. Now you work with your class is you working on your ability to improve as a player in the offseason. And that's what he did. He went to work. So, Levis can do those things and potentially would be better than a guy that, you know, probably doesn't have the measurables. Mm -hmm. Potentially. But sometimes it doesn't work out for whatever reason. And I'm always interested in the interview process. That's real big. I'm going to ask Coach Mack that about the interview process and what are you trying to get out? Because I'm wondering what question do you ask them to make you feel they have that it factor, especially when you're a quarterback? What are those questions that you ask to get that out of them? And make you believe that he has that it from a leadership perspective to playing. And what do you see on tape? Uh, Because there's no one way to figure out if a player is going to be successful. Because we've seen so many fail uh, that look like they were going to be successful. Yeah, especially at the quarterback. So it's a tough task of of scouting. Scouting is a tough deal, especially the quarterback. Uh, Oh, and that was another one thing that caught my attention, by the way, is it is hard to find a franchise quarterback. I'm just sorry. I think it's easier to do what the Eagles did. Find a really good quarterback in Hurts, who I believe because he has all those it factors when everybody else going into the season said he wasn't going to be successful. I say he would be successful because he gradually got better each and every year that he was a quarterback from Alabama to Oklahoma as a passer Mm -hmm. and then into the league. 
something about that guy, and he's won state championship, high school, national championship, college, and now he's in the Super Bowl. That is not a coinkadink. That is not. There's a reason why. No different than I would only be drafting. I'd probably limit myself. I said only SEC. Also, they got to have a C behind their name. Captain. <laughs> captain. Yeah. So all SEC and captain. There's a reason why you're captain. And I'm sure if you was captain on that team, you was captain on the team before, the team before that. Some people are just born captains and leaders. Some guys not. You ain't going to have to filter out. You know, you can't just have captains, but you know what I'm trying to say. Sure. Mm-hmm. Proven leadership. Yeah, proven leadership. At so, a high level. Yeah, so I, I would say it's better to get weapons around the quarterback and having a real good quarterback uh, than trying to find that franchise guy. It is really hard. Coach Mack is our franchise guy, and we talk to him every Tuesday right around 2.20, and he is set to join us next here on Blaine. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. And Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. We got an all-points bulletin out for Coach Mack in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, he's busy out there. So he probably forgot he was supposed to come on today. That dude's having the time of his life down there. He's yeah. seeing his cronies and his buddies, and he's making his big board with Red. They're together down there just watching prospects. We were watching practice earlier. Oh, he looked yeah. hot down there. Big guys had their bellies out. Oh, my. <laughs> I was just wondering what was cooking up under that 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 roll. <laughs> Something was cooking up under there, man. He had a, he had his shirt pulled up, and just, I love when the big dudes do that too. Like, man, like I want to see all that belly. Oh, I don't want to see none there. of that belly. Good lord, yep, I'm proud of what I got right here. You you gonna run into a massive human being right here? But uh, I caught something else that caught my attention though, and it was NFL affiliate uh, related, I guess. And that is, they got to find a way to make sure they move those cords out the way for these punters and kickers. You know, you know, the Eagles uh, are truly, uh, you know, and yours truly, Brett Kern, hit the wires up there. They didn't give him the call because they couldn't see it in the, the replay. It went too high. Uh, he said that uh, as well as the kickers were kicking it uh, when they were kicking field goals in warm-ups. Oh, man. So it was something that they thought, oh, man, did they, you know they they'll definitely let us re-kick or something. So he was, yeah. They're gonna have find. They got to find a way, man, to get those cords out the way. They got to have some invisible cords. How can you get the camera up there? And you know, it's just like flying one of those, you know, deals that you can. Uh, what's those things called? There, a uh, drone. A drone, yeah. So uh, you know, but somebody got to control it. But why can't they have a drone that just hovers and it works on its own? Aren't we there? Aren't we there yet? Well, no, we just, have giant then, wires. How, how, I, I agree with you. Can't they just? 
Uh, but just imagine this also. I'm, I'm about to get on the NFL's butt today. Okay. Yeah, caught my team. We still doing the first down markers. Come on, man. We, manually. We got to get better than this. We got to get better than this, and they have measuring first downs. Come on, uh, Lucas, you got to come up with some technology to help us out and speed this thing up. GPS in the ball, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they got all kind of stuff they could do, man. They need to they need to speed this thing up. I, I think Roger's just trying to make money, and then he said, I'll get to that when I get to that. I got to get to these 20 games first. A, a billion-dollar <laughs> industry with two part-time guys holding plastic metal like a chain come between on. two poles come on bro in a billion dollar industry and i'm not trying to take away that part-time job from anybody no, no. but two guys holding poles with a chain in between yeah, well pretty soon they you know those worker bees in, in mcdonald's are gonna be done with too you better watch out man i didn't see some drone people working like robots yeah. making french fries uh-huh uh, uh-huh as well as uh putting houses together robots uh, mm-hmm. yep uh boston dynamic you want me to tell you go to that twitter handle yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. You bought some stock, it sounds like. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> it's a house-building robot. Watch, watch this. No, I, I just bought in some of the IPO. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm going to wait for you guys to get in there. That's I'm right. already, I'm getting out when you get in. Boy, that, that robot's going to be like, <laughs> Blaine like, is my boss. What the heck is I this? I built for Blaine. I, I know, right? <laughs> beep, beep, I was beep, like, beep. what the heck? <laughs> Is this going on here, man? The things are changing real fast. I better hurry up. Lucas wants a self-driving <laughs> Pretty car. Pretty soon, it'll be, we'll be robots up here talking. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's it. Oh, he's talking to Coach Mack. Maybe he is. He's on the phone. Look like he's having a thorough conversation. But, uh, yeah. Maybe so, the robot's calling him. See if he needs anything. Yeah. So, that that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, anything else ca- caught your attention? Uh, yeah, I had a long list of things that caught my attention. Now, it looks like he's trying to call Coach Mack again. Obviously, the, the Tyler Huntley thing named to the Pro Bowl, uh, two oh, touchdown passes and three interceptions. He started four regular season games in one in the postseason. Look, I'm, I'm fine with it, but, but I don't want to hear about somebody not making the Hall of Fame because, you know, they weren't in the Pro Bowl or they didn't have enough births or whatever when, when the Pro Bowl is reduced to this. Coach Mack joins us now. We can ask. Him, any and all questions. Coach, you're running around down in Mobile. You're seeing all your buddies. You're having a good time down there so far. Well, we're working. I mean, there's been a lot of people come you know, come through here. Absolutely. We're at the stadium. Uh, this is a really nice stadium. I didn't know anything about the University of South Alabama. Alabama. This is a beautiful yeah. campus. Mm. And this is a beautiful, beautiful stadium. Anyway, yes, uh, we're, we're just at the start of the second practice. Rhett and Mike just got off the field interviewing uh, the, the first team, the national team. This is the American team here now. So first day, they're kind of feeling their way around, and you know you're not gonna you're not gonna make an all pro your first shot out of this. But Ooh. it's very well organized. Uh, we had a really really nice OTP this morning with uh, with Maggie, you know, talking about this down here and uh, getting some good uh, Rhett and Mike getting some great content. And am I seeing people that I know? Yes, just about everybody. Well, everybody knows Coach Mack uh, for sure, and he joins us, gives us the Mack attack the same time every week. Better rates, better coverage, better service. That's why Tennesseans have been relying on Farm Bureau health plans for their health coverage for 75 years, and they bring you the Mack attack on Blaine and Mickey every week. Well, Coach, I, I guess we'll start off with the Senior Bowl, and then we'll get into the NFL a little bit. I guess talk a little bit about how the Senior Bowl has changed over the years or what you've seen has changed, just yeah. kind of how it's put together and everything else. Yeah, real. That, that's a great. That's a great uh, question you know, for for our listeners to to, to mm-hmm. listen to. I was just visiting with Ray Agnew, you know, who's assistant GM at the at the Lions that was with us for five years there at the Rams, and he was talking about 
when he was coming out, of course, he's the number one pick out of North Carolina State, and I've got a great story about that. But uh, he remembers when, when they were down here working in a high school field, Buddy Ryan was the coach of his team. Frank Cush was the, of the Colts, was the coach of the other yeah. team. Oh, yeah. They practiced, they, they practiced twice a day in pain. No, I, I, I practiced twice in pads too, coach. <laughs> I was exhausted. And there you go. No, no, no. And Ray said they tried. They about killed us. So down here now, it's it's much more organized. I mean, it's it, it, it's very well suited, you know, for uh, for the players. And also now, what they've got to is, you know, they've got the scheduled interviews. You're able to do those things. I mean, they and they've got the day spaced out uh, for these, you know, for these for these players. It it has evolved. So much, mm-hmm. Blaine. I didn't realize that you were one of the guys that had practiced twice a day in pads. But just think <laughs> about that. Think about that. I didn't I mean, know that, no other that, way, that right? Means, well, that means you and I have been in it a long time, and that's what Ray said too. He said, "Mac." I said, "Well, I was there. I was at those practices. It was a muddy field." He said, "Yeah, and it was raining, and they wouldn't go in, and it was twice a day, nine on seven, twice a day. How's that?" Yeah. So yeah, we're all with Coach Mac giving us the Mac attack down at at the the senior bowl uh, i guess i wanted to ask you about what are the scouts looking for on off the field interviews there at the senior bowl like what are they trying well, to yeah, figure yeah. out and how do you get well those, i mean you know, the first thing you do i mean i i you know i i i had some time this morning with max duggan the teach, you know, the, the guy from teach, the quarterback oh, from teach frogs. Mm-hmm. And, and and what you and what you get is is, is you just get a sense First of all, of, of of how of how real the kid is, because as you know, you know you can fake your way through certain amounts of these, but when you're with these guys all day, like they are with most of these coaches and these scouts, sooner or later your true self comes out. So you got to find out who the real person is as much as you can in this type of environment. Get a little bit of football knowledge from them, and then and then just see how they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. And the important thing is now this is the first day of practice, Blaine. Mm-hmm. So everybody's feeling really good, yeah. all right? But after they go through interviews and you start grinding that second day and then you start grinding that third day, you know, see who really likes it and, who, you know, who's, who's really into it or some, or some guys that will start floating off to the side. You've been around it. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. But, but you've got you've to embody the whole player. It's not just that, you know, because you've got the tape on them. You're going to see a lot of stuff here, one-on-ones against – smaller school stu- schools against better competition. All of that stuff is relevant, but getting to know the person is huge. That's why I loved it. I coached this thing six times, mm-hmm. five as an assistant, once as a, you know, once as a head coach. And I, that's, that was the biggest plus of coaching this thing is you got to be with them 24-7 for a week. Mm-hmm. Well, one more question on that note. What, I guess what questions do you ask them to find out what makes a player tick or what is their why? Because then, to me, if you get that answer – you're now saying this dude plays football because of the love of football, not for the moolah of the football. Yeah, and none of these guys, I mean, they think they know what the money is now. Some of these guys know what money is because the NIL now. You know, but right, right. The, 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 the process, and I never really went into it asking him that. I wanted to. Right, no, you don't ask and, and And the finally, what I would do is, is, is within the course of the conversation, you know, would, would, would say, you know, say maybe that second day, uh, you know what, Mickey? You really had a nice practice, but why aren't you taking any notes today? Mm. What? What is this? You know what's going on? What, why are you not taking any notes? Is there something going on? Uh, you know, what's the reason for that? Or at practice, you know, someone may have a really good practice the, the first day, and then you're you're sitting at dinner going, you know, you know, I noticed you at practice, you know, kind of hanging back in the line a little bit. Uh, something going on? What's going on with you? 
you know, and that's, that's when you really start to find out. Because really, kids, if you ask them what their why is just straight up out, you know, and, and especially in this day and age, most of them will have an agent canned answer, mm-hmm. okay? So you start trying to ask questions around the way they act and, and find out what, you know, what is precipitating that. Then you kind of get a dig mm-hmm. into their character. Got you. We're on with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack down at the Senior Bowl. Coach, what draws the biggest crowd? Is it like the offense and defensive line reps? What's the thing that really gets people's motor running down there? Well, no, I mean, first of all, you know, when I first, when I first started coaching in this, every all the staff, all the scouts, they were on the field with you, and it was like bull in the ring. They were all around you when you were coaching, and, I mean, it was like real mm-hmm. pressure. Now everybody has to be in the stands, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're watching them. But it, the thing that you try to glean early on, from these things, early, especially these early practices, is is the one on one offensive and defensive line, and then the one on one the receivers, you know, and the corners, because at least you can see some of the requisite skills. Now, clearly, clearly, both of those drills are weighted different ways. You know, one on ones for receivers is weighted heavily in the favor of the receiver because you know you're playing zero coverage for fifty three and a third yards. Yeah. All right, that's hard to do. Uh, and then the same way over here, you know, the, the, the defense against the offensive line is weighted towards the defensive line because they don't have to – they're not worried about run-pass conflict, right? So they can tee off and do their best stuff and whatever they have to do, and, and the offensive lineman has to just figure out ways to keep them off the guy that's simulating the quarterback. But you like watching those things. The other thing that you watch when you're watching the quarterback is not only, you know, when they are throwing – Watch how they're interacting with their with you know w- with their teammates because that's a huge part of that position as you guys know. And then when you get into the team, the team is a little bit different because especially this first day. I mean, there's a lot of drop snaps. There's a lot of you know popcorn uh, uh, snap counts with people jumping and moving and stuff. So you don't you're not real critical with that, but you can start watching the one on ones. And especially if you stay the whole time, which we will, is you get great comparisons from day one. Today five. Mm. Were you there the day watching the receiver and DB reps when a young cornerback from Ball State was covering Kadri Ismail and ran so fast he ran into the goalpost? Guy named Blaine Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> he probably didn't remember that. You know, no, no. Well, was that was that at Lad People Stadium? I think so. Or was it at, was it was that at Fairhope? No, no, it was at the practice fields. Uh, I want to say. I yeah, think so it was, it was uh, at Lad People Stadium. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely, I, I absolutely remember, I absolutely remember it because it it drew, and that's when people were still on the field, uh-huh. and that drew yeah. a little bit. That drew a little bit of a ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ooh! I was like, I'm gonna act like this didn't hurt, and I'm gonna pop up, but oh, my arm was killing me. My shoulder! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, Good Lord I, I remember, is it is it Lad Peebles? And that was during those times when everybody was on the field watching. Yeah, Lad Peebles, the old battleship. Uh, I've been there many times myself. Coach Mag giving us the Mac attack live on the on the field <laughs> level for Mobile right now. All right, Coach, I'm going to ask you, this is a fan question because we got this yesterday, and, you know, sure, that's great. with the NFL. But it, when people say the NFL refereeing is rigged, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? It's not rigged. It's inconsistent. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not rigged. It's inconsistent. And, look, the job that I have now, uh, you know, and, you know, and on my broadcast, I'm always going to be honest. I, I'm not there to denigrate anybody, player, coaches, 
are efficient. But if it's mm-hmm. bad, I'm going to let, you know, I'm going to let our listeners know, you know, from someone that's been doing it for 37 years, it is so inconsistent. Yeah. It drives you out of your mind. And the other thing that's happening now, when they, when they, when they're, when they're having now those reviews that sometimes mm-hmm. they review something without a challenge and then sometimes they won't, and some, it, it's too inconsistent. Something has to be done. It's not rigged. There's nothing, there, there, there's no benefit in rigging it. Why are you going to rig it? Everybody's making money. The thing that's important, is, I think, that bothers everybody so bad that's involved in this is the inconsistency of the calls. The referee, no consistency each and every game, and with the, even within a game. So, yeah, we're on with Coach Matt no. giving us a Mac attack from uh, Titans Radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess my my I guess uh, my next question is, when it comes to watching these playoff games, and if you want to tie bow back to the Titans, is it easier or harder to get a franchise quarterback or get a real good quarterback and have? weapons around the quarterback because I'm thinking about the Titans and how they should move forward and it just seems like the luck to get a, a franchise quarterback is just really hard well it's hard if you don't if you don't have a top five pick and it's also hard Blaine if the quarterbacks coming out that year are worthy of franchise quarterbacks you know what I'm saying right now no, no, I mean, no question a, well Mahomes you, was you, 10 or 11 right what, what, what pick was he yeah he was yeah. he was but but and, 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 and Andy traded Andy traded up to get him. He is a unicorn, but mm-hmm. Andy traded up to get him. But he had a specific plan in place. He had a good team yep, with a first-round quarterback. quarterback so that mm-hmm. he could sit. All right? Yeah. But, but to me, when you look at it and you, and you just watch it, I tell you what, you you, you got a microcosm, you know, kind of in those last games of what the Titans' season was. You saw what Cincinnati was relegated to when they were down in their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. Have a franchise quarterback, have great receivers, but if you can't protect him, if you can't protect him, okay, you've got problems, all right? And then you saw the 49ers, who are a really good football team, but they get down to their fourth quarterback, what kind of chance have you got? You know, and so th- that was kind of a microcosm because there, there reaches a tipping point in the National Football League where it's just you just can't get it done if you don't have your dudes on the field. Right. And I think that's extremely and extremely, extremely important, you know, for everybody to understand and know. I mean, I just talked to the Rams people here today. And they were just, you know, shaking their heads because they said, you know, we went, we both went through the same thing. You lose your people, then you lose the ability to be able to take those one-score games, which there were more of them than ever in the history of the National Football League this year, over the top. Mm-hmm. I'm with Coach Mack. Mack attack. Hey, Coach, on the way out, there's been some talk about uh, maybe Will Levis not taking part in the uh, Senior Bowl. And there's been more talk about Stetson Bennett not doing it. Apparently, Levis is dealing with some kind of a toe injury, but no injuries for Stetson Bennett. As a coach, as a personnel guy, how would you look at that as a player? And maybe you were interested in him or, or not, but a player saying, "No, I'm not going to do that." Who wasn't yeah, like that, a top five or ten pick? Well, that, that's that, that's up to the players, and it's up to the it's up to the agents. They all make their own personal choices. Mm. You're still going to you are still going to vet the tape. Yeah. You're going to you're going to vet the tape. You're going to vet the person at the combine. They'll both be at the combine. You, you'll vet all of that. So it's not anything that you hold against them. It's just that you would like for them to be here so that you can have more comparisons to work with. Before we go, anybody stand out today? Any position? Doesn't matter. Rhett Bryan has stood out. He's been outstanding today. Well, well I mean, I know I mean, he's down there watching everybody. I mean, did he relay <laughs> any messages to your, you know, what happened? He just, he just, he just, he just uh, went, went down there and, and interviewed the outside rusher. Carl Brooks. Carl Brooks. Bowling from Bowling Green, 
And uh, we watched him, and he, he did some things. He did some things today. I mean, you can you, you okay. can Yeah, and so and now well, he and I are sitting here. We're we're watching uh, Ty J Spears here, number twenty-two, a running back. So yes, now l- let's talk one 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 second. And I know you got commercials. I've mm-hmm. been in radio for a minute. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is it is it the giant giant tackle out of Ohio State? Yes, Dewan Jones. Dewan yeah. Jones. He's going to be a work in progress. But guys. I've been around this league for 37 years. I've seen massive human. That's a massive human. Oh, he, he's on the Orlando pace. Yes, as with, far as with, as far as size, with, yeah, size, uh, size, and it, the wingspan is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is 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 ridiculous. I mean, he was lined up on a hash. They're doing one on one, and I think he blocked a guy with one arm out to the numbers. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> that, 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 watch this, watch this, Coach. I think that's how I felt when I was rushing against Jonathan Ogden. <laughs> like, I, I think I just stopped. And said, well, what am I doing? He was laughing, like, dude, I got you. <laughs> hey, what hurt worse, rushing against Ogden or hitting that goal post at Lad Peoples? Oh no, no, the the, the goal post. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you, I'll Coach. See you guys. Enjoy your time down there. We'll talk next week, Coach uh, Dave see, McGinnis, see as you. always. See you, yeah, Coach, you, giving us the Mac attack. Uh, this dude is having a big day. The big dude is having a big day. Uh, see your bow. And what are his measurements? Astounding. Seven yeah. five and a half. He has a record no. measurement that no one in the history of the Senior Bowl has matched. I'll give it to you next. Mickey, no, Coach Mack is not back. We're still talking about Coach Mack. So why not just run this back again? I never get tired of this song. What the heck are you? I don't know what you're doing in there, bro. They're like duplicated. Yes, I did. I thought I had a Scorpion song in here. Oh, yeah. Watch my flow. Blame it on Robert. Can never have too much return. There I am. All right, Joe Hunk walked in there and he just requested it. (laughs) He wanted to hear it again. Oh, Oh, my. It's all right. We we having fun out here anyway. This dude, Dewan Jones, that, that Coach yeah, Mack was this, talking about, this sucker that's He's, like, uh, man, what is he? Is he human? This player that's at the Senior Bowl. He is. His nickname is Big Thanos. Bigfoot. Big Thanos. Oh, like oh. Thanos alone seems big. Big Thanos, as opposed to like regular size Thanos, which seems big enough on its own. He is Big Thanos. His eighty nine and a half inch wingspan is the longest ever. At the Senior Bowl. Now think about that. How, how tall is this guy? This he, is the offensive tackle from Ohio State. Yes, he is. Six, well, there's a couple of them. Which make sure I know which one this one is. He is six. He is not the other guy that everybody's talking about. There's another. It's, it's two of them. Denard, the other, Denard, or something. Uh, I don't know his last name, but the Paris Johnson is the guy who was highly rated. That seven people have mocked to the Titans at number right. eleven out of sixteen. So this is the other guy. This is the other guy. Oh. He is six. I think that's the one we saw with the belly. Yes, his belly was on TV earlier. Yeah, uh, six eight three fifty plus. There's video of him and these one on ones, and on one of them. He takes the guy and basically removes him from the field, like in the blind side. He did everything but push him over a fence. Oh, I'm, as I'm, t- I'm just trying to tell you, that's how they used to be. That's what uh, Brad Hopkins was doing to people. He was just smothering people. He was like, ooh, and then growling at them. So he shot up that draft board. Uh, this is crazy. So he's six, eight and a half and has this wingspan of like somebody like seven, seven, like he's Manu Bo. 
it says that his wingspan is that of a seven and seven foot five person. Oh, seven. Oh my. A seven foot five person. And, and here's him just here's him just pushing like defensive ends around like children. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. When you when you hear that, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Don't don't think about football or anything else. What's the first come thing come to mind when you hear six eight and has a wingspan of somebody seven five? I'm gonna tell you, Myers. It comes to me quickly. Ron Slay. <laughs> no, that is not it. <laughs> that is not oh, watch this. I, I watch this. I'd love to meet his parents. I just wonder, like, man, who, who makes a person who, who, like who, this? Who does? I mean, where's man? Is the the mom like six five and the dad like six eight or or you know six feet two? And six, some six six, like man, that is a humongous. It reminds me of Jonathan Ogden when I was joking about because he was six eight and was super athletic. Like I had issues when I was trying to blitz him. I can't imagine somebody if I was rushing him, and it was just I felt like there was no way I was going to get around him in a game on my blitz. I was like, oh my, he's on this side. Dang it, get on the other side, bro. He's listed at six eight three fifty nine. Is where he is. He is listed. Um, yeah, if you're on Twitter, even if you're not Twitter, you can go to twitter dot com and you can search his name D A W A N D Dewan Jones. Um, and it, it's just one. And, and I know these are one on ones, and it's the first day of practice. I'll be interested. like Coach Max said. I like to see how people do the second day and the third day after right, they've been here. Respond, they're they're ground know, down, yeah. worn down. Because something you know, the smaller school guys who's going against this, you know big-time competition they haven't ever competed against, they get better as time goes on, or they kind of start, you know, getting smaller <laughs> and getting to the back of the line, especially on those one-on-ones, because, you know, one-on-ones are already favored for the offensive guy, whether you're an off- offensive lineman or a wide receiver. It's just tough. If you're in the vicinity, you're doing a good job. Yeah, and you said that before. Like, mm-hmm. people retweet all these videos from training camp. It's like, yeah. look at this guy burn this guy. And you're like, He's running right beside him. Right, right. Now, now, is, it gonna be a perfect, is it going to be a perfect throw in a game when it, you hear the herd coming after you? I don't know if that throw going to be as perfect when that herd is coming. Or you have to speed up on that throw. Throw on your back foot. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's fair. But if you're right there and you in reaching distance to make a play, you're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. Quitting time. We got to get out of here. What? Yeah, it's time for three. It's over. I know it's over, though. I knew something was up when Joe came in there. Mm-hmm. He's got to run this 3HL show coming up next. Mm. But in the meantime. In between time. Peace. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here. Ma'am, our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. And it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. Hey, it was fine because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.